0: Living Stones is our discipleship pathway we use to bring people to faith, grow people in the faith and their life, and how we raise up new leaders. 1 Peter 2.5 You also, like Living Stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We are exploring the third zone of discipleship, the Tent of meeting where a disciple learns to multiply God's reconciliation. It's the leadership step of discipleship. There are two steps in this area, ministry and knowledge. For these two steps, we'll begin with the application, knowing that will help us understand why this uh, step of discipleship is important. The church's mission is to go and make disciples. Jesus commanded us to have an outward focus, go make disciples. But in order to go and make disciples, we have to baptize and teach, which is also part of the same command of Jesus. We're not sent out without preparation, without teaching, without encouragement, without prayer, without financial support, without help, without coordination, or without focus. To say, go out and do something for Jesus, might sound inspirational, but that's not how the New Testament describes how Jesus sent out his disciples, nor how the early church functioned. If my daughter was looking for her first job, I wouldn't tell her, go drive for Uber, if I hadn't first taught her how to drive a car. In the same way for the church, inward-focused ministry prepares us for the outward mission. Ministry is illustrated by Issachar. Who is blessed by Jacob in Genesis 49:14 and 15? I'm going to read out of the NIV as it has a better translation for these verses. Genesis 49:14 and 15. Issachar is a raw-boned donkey lying down among the sheep pens. When he sees how good his resting place and how pleasant is his land, he will bend his shoulders to the burden and submit to forced labor. The Bible doesn't provide many stories about Issachar, the son, or the tribe. One verse and one story stand out. We'll explore both of those as we break down the meaning of Issachar's blessing. The key descriptive verse about the tribe of Issachar is 1 Chronicles 12.32. The chapter describes the warriors from the various tribes of Israel that came to King David. Here's what the text says about Issachar. From the Issacharites... Who understood the times and knew what Israel should do? Two hundred chiefs with all their relatives under their command. First Chronicles twelve thirty two. The first lesson from Issachar is positioning for ministry. In the Genesis blessing, Issachar is described as a raw boned or strong boned donkey. As Nephtali was compared to a doe to describe fruitfulness, Issachar is compared to a donkey. Because he works hard. Issachar as a donkey is not carrying loads or people down the road, nor is Issachar a wild donkey in the wilderness. Issachar's home is among the sheep pens or sheepfolds, walled areas where flocks are kept. Some translations say saddlebags instead of sheepfolds. Here is where, I, where the translation choice comes from. The word here could mean a heap, which could imply a load of something. Since the donkey in Genesis 49.14 is lying down, some people think that that's how a person would load saddlebags onto a donkey. Secondly, why would a donkey be in a sheepfold? I see three problems with the saddlebag translations. First, the first problem is a donkey doesn't have to lay down in order to be loaded. The second problem is is the other places this word are used, Numbers 32, 24, and 36, and Psalm 68, 13, clearly refer to sheepfolds because flocks or sheep are mentioned. The third problem is that a donkey is an animal that a shepherd might actually keep in a sheepfold. My friend Becky keeps sheep on her property, and with the sheep, she keeps one llama. Becky doesn't do this merely to have lamb's wool and llama wool, If so, she would have more than one llama. The llama kept in the sheep fold is because the llama protects the sheep from predators. A donkey or a llama, depending on geography, geography, is put in with sheep to protect the sheep. Once a donkey joins the flock, the donkey's natural instincts and traits will be used for the benefit of the sheep. Donkeys are natural herders. Donkeys have good hearing and eyesight. When a donkey perceives danger, especially from a canine, the donkey will position itself between the predator and the sheep. The donkey will bray, and that loud noise will scare the predator and will also alert the shepherd and the sheep. A donkey will fight, able to rear up on its hind legs and strike with its front hooves. A donkey in a sheep pen is positioned to help the sheep and the shepherd. In 1 Chronicles 12, The tribes send warriors to the newly crowned King David. Gad sends valiant warriors trained for battle, experts with shield and spear, men with faces like lions, swift as gazelles. We discuss them with the responsibility living stone. Judah sends troops with shields and spears. Simeon sends valiant warriors ready for war. Levi, the priestly tribe, has fewer men to send, but they do send one especially valiant warrior. Most of the tribe of Benjamin remained loyal to King Saul, but the men they did send were ambidextrous archers and slingers. Ephraim sends valiant warriors. Zebulon sends men trained for battle with all kinds of weapons for war and one purpose, to help David. Naphtali sends men with shields and spears. Dan sends men trained for battle. Asher, men who can serve in the army and were trained for battle. Reuben and Manasseh send men equipped with the military weapons of war. Most tribes send men who were willing and able to fight, and most came with their own weapons. Zebulon at least sent men who knew who they were fighting for, King David. Issachar is different because instead of noting the number of warriors they sent, their battle skills or their equipment, Issachar is noted for sending 200 commanders as well as their warrior relatives. These were not just military leaders, but chiefs, people who set the direction of others, head turners, influencers, leaders that people would not just follow into battle, but also into peace and into the future. The number of their warriors is not given because it's not as important as the leadership that they brought. Issachar came to David knowing their strengths. Issachar's men understood why they needed to fight. Everyone else sent either just fighting men or military leaders with their fighting regiments. Issachar sent people of understanding as well as strength. The Bible repeatedly compares the called people of God to sheep or flocks with God as the shepherd. Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. Isaiah 53, 6, we all went astray like sheep. We have turned to our own way. In John 10, Jesus says coming to him is like entering a sheep pen. The sheep hear and know the shepherd's voice when he calls them and leads them. Jesus calls himself the good shepherd that lays down his life for the sheep. Jesus is the shepherd. The people of the church are his sheep. But there's another designation for leaders in the church. 1 Peter 5, 1-4 says, I exhort the elders among you as a fellow elder and witness to the sufferings of Christ, as well as the one who shares in the glory about to be revealed. Shepherd God's flock among you, not overseeing out of compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not out of greed for money, but eagerly, not lording it over those entrusted to you, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Most commentaries I've read inserted the idea of leaders being under shepherds with Jesus being the chief shepherd. As described in these verses, but the term under shepherd is not in the text. One who shepherds the flock as part of the flock is a strong donkey, which means I can take it as a compliment if ever I hear someone say, "My pastor is an ass." You're calling me a strong worker that protects the flock. To lead the flock, a leader must be part of the flock. I must have faith in Jesus demonstrated through baptism membership, and regular participation. To lead the flock, a leader must know their strengths or gifts. We each have talents, skills, and spiritual gifts that God calls us to use with our best effort. Romans 124 through 8 lists some of the spiritual gifts and describes how they are to be used optimally. Romans 124 through 8 Now as we have many parts in one body, and all the parts do not have the same function, In the same way, we who are many are one body in Christ and individually members of one another. According to the grace given to us, we have different gifts. If prophecy, use it according to the proportion of one's faith. If service, use it in service. If teaching, in teaching. If exhorting, in exhortation. Giving with generosity. Leading with diligence. Showing mercy with cheerfulness. One thing we all need to be aware of is, our, is that our strengths change with age. It's not that the Holy Spirit necessarily changes our spiritual gift, although we certainly could get new gifts, but sometimes physical limitations of our bodies necessitate how we use our gifts. Some people are blessed to be like old man Caleb in Joshua 14 and 15, 85 years old, still taking land and fighting giants. Other people are like Caleb's friend Joshua just a three year age difference between them, but Joshua is described in chapter thirteen as old and advanced in age. Yet there's still much land to be taken. Joshua shifts from becoming the head of the army to the leader who designate who delegates the fighting to others and spur on the people. Joshua forty two or forty twenty four fifteen. But if it doesn't please you to worship the Lord, choose yourselves today which you will worship. The gods your fathers worship beyond the Euphrates River or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. As for me and my family, we worship the Lord. No matter our strength, the disciple positions themselves to work hard for the sheep. The next lesson we see from Issachar is perceiving ministry. Genesis 45:15, when he sees how good is his resting place and how pleasant is his land. Issachar recognizes where he is, in a good place, a place of rest, a pleasant land. The place where God calls him to work is the promised land, a place of work and Sabbath rest, a place that is good like the earth was created to be. A leader should recognize that although the church and earth are created to be good and a place of renewal, it takes work to grow the sheepfold into that, into that ideal and to maintain it. Even in the Genesis creation, when everything is described as good, God places people in his garden to work. The leaders of Issachar that came to David in 1 Chronicles 12 understood the times They realized that King Saul and Jonathan were dead. They knew that David was the anointed king chosen by God. They knew there were people still loyal to King Saul. David was a warrior king and a man after God's own heart and a shepherd's heart. David could lead the people to the next level as a nation or the nation could be caught in civil war. They knew the Philistines and other enemies were waiting to see what advantage they could take in this time of political transition. They understood the times, what they had, what they could become, and what they could fall to. Our city is in a similar position right now. Oakdale Police Chief Bill Sullivan retired on July 31, 2021, after 34 years of service. I've been asked to be part of the interview panel for the new Chief of Police. I feel like we're living out a scene from Star Trek The Undiscovered Country. Spock says to Valerius, of uh, Valeris, this will be my final voy- voyage on board this vessel as a member of her crew. Nature abhors a vacuum. I intend you to replace me. Valeris replies, I could only succeed you, sir. Throughout his career, Bill, Bill Sullivan was a man who knew his strengths, knew this community, knew the times he lived in, even as they changed over 34 years, and knew where we needed to go. A leader doesn't just prepare for emergencies. A leader moves their community into a good future. We can't simply replace Bill Sullivan, but a leader who also understands the times and what we should do can succeed him. If that's the type of leader we want in the community of our city, shouldn't we also seek to be that type of leader in the community of our church? Ephesians 4:11 through 13 is another list of spiritual gifts combined with the reason why we're to use our gifts. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, equipping the saints for the work of ministry to build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God's Son, growing into maturity with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. This is... A list of particularly leadership type gifts that are used to strengthen the sheep, here called the body of Christ, to move us to a future of being equipped of unity, of knowledge of God, and maturity. Our future is to be as complete as Christ. I need to see the good land that we have, a community called by and given life by the good shepherd, Jesus, who laid down his life for us and then took it up again. He has given us Oakdale and the rest of the east side of the Twin Cities as a field awaiting harvest. God wants us to be whole as individuals and as a congregation. Whole for us means multi-ethnic and multi-generational. I and anyone who wants to lead must be aware of the future that we are working toward and the work that needs to be done. A leader also needs to regularly communicate that vision to others as we work on it. A leader doesn't just see what is being done, a leader also needs to see what needs to be done. A disciple works hard for the sheep, perceiving the ministry that needs to be done to bring the sheep into the good place God is taking us into. The final lesson we see from Issachar is proceeding with ministry. Genesis forty-nine fifteen. When he sees how good his, is his resting place and how pleasant is his land, he will bend his shoulder to the burden and submit to forced labor. The leaders of Issachar don't just perceive what needs to be done. That's what we call the spiritual gift of criticism. The leaders of Issachar get to work. Submitting to forced labor does not mean being enslaved, but voluntarily making one's life and work tribute to the king. In Deborah's song, Judges 5, she says Issachar was with Barak under his leadership. And then she goes on to list other tribes of Israel and essentially says, where were you? Issachar did the work of protecting Israel. My freshman and junior year social studies teacher, Mr. Garrett, used to sometimes test our character and initiative in a unique way. Before any students were in his classroom, he would crumple up a piece of paper and leave it on the floor to see who, if anyone, would pick it up and throw it away. Sometimes students came in talking and never looked down. Others saw the paper and ignored it. Some people kicked the paper with their foot, some accidentally, and others on purpose. A few people would reach down, pick up the paper, and throw it away. Before the preaching of this sermon in person, I will place seven balled-up pieces of paper around the church. It will be interesting to see who has the perception to see the litter and who does anything about it? Peter describes himself as a slave and apostle of Jesus. Jude calls himself a servant of Jesus. Paul calls himself a servant of Jesus Christ and an apostle. And a servant of the gospel. Paul also lists Epaphras, Tychicus, and Timothy as servants of God and as leaders. In Romans 6.18, Paul says of all believers... And having been set free from sin, you became enslaved to righteousness. First Corinthians twelve twenty-seven and 28 list more spiritual gifts. Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. And God has appointed these in the church. First apostles, second prophets, third teachers, next miracles, then gifts of healing, helping, administrating, various kinds of tongues. These are all gifts that describe ministry getting done. One body with individual members working the different ministries to equip the church to go make disciples. Leaders put their shoulders to the burden. It's hard work, but it's our work. It's hard work, but it's Holy Spirit-empowered work. Work hard for the sheep. Jesus wants to say to his hard workers, Well done, good and faithful servant. I see people in my church doing the work, but there is more work to be done. Right now we're preparing a new children's ministry, and there are other gaps we have in ministry. One pastor or a few leaders can't do it all. Issachar's blessing was to be the hardest worker among the sheep. Jesus calls his people his sheep. Upon investment in ministry, the disciple receives an amethyst quartz stone. Our prayer today is taken from Psalm 34. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will boast in the Lord. The humble will hear and be glad. Proclaim the Lord's greatness with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me and rescued me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant with joy. Their faces will never be ashamed. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him and saved him from all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and rescues them. Taste and see that the Lord is good. How happy happy is the person who takes refuge in him. Lord, that psalm proclaims your protection and ability to rescue us from all enemies, and the greatest enemy is death. Sin, corruption, and Satan himself stand at the gate to devour the sheep. But Jesus, our great and good shepherd, protects us and empowers the leaders, the donkeys among us, to take good land. Let us use the gifts that you give to increase your flock in numbers and in health that we may be whole. In the name of Jesus, the chief shepherd, we ask this. Amen. Go forth to live as disciples, serving God with your whole being, knowing that you are empowered by the Holy Spirit to do great exploits in God's name.